The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and this week we mark episode 12 of the show. That means that officially there are more episodes of Soap Central Live than Erica Kane has husbands. If you want another perspective... There are more episodes of Soap Central Live now than the combined total of alternate personalities of One Life to Live's Vicky and Jessica. So it's quite a bit of shows. Speaking of which, today's show really will have some personality. Coming up in this hour, I'll be joined by SoapCentral.com's Two Scoops columnist for As the World Turns, The Bold and the Beautiful, Days of Our Lives, and General Hospital. If you toss me into the mix, you'll also have all my children covered, so... There's going to be a lot of dish about the latest soap news and, of course, anything and everything soaps. But first, as you probably know, SoapCentral.com celebrated its 15th anniversary this week. It's an amazing milestone, and, of course, I'm so happy that you guys have all been a part of it. One of the things that I've learned, notice I do say one of the things, there are many of them, but one of the things that I've learned from my work on the site is that everyone has some sort of soap opera connection. So this week I'm launching a new feature here on Soap Central Live called the Soap Connection. It's a feature where I'll bring on folks who you may not think have a connection to the soaps. Athletes, musicians, models, politicians, you name it. The end result is that we're all soap fans, whether we live in the White House or just a White House. So kicking off the feature this week is a Broadway star who earned a Tony nomination for her work as Paulette in Legally Blonde. She's also a pop star with a number one billboard hit to her credit, and perhaps more than that, she's a very dear friend. Please welcome to the show, Orfe. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, how are you? I'm good. This is a top 40 single, lest anyone gets their panties in a bunch over the number one <laughs> reference. Well, according to your bio, it said number one, so we'll Well, no, it was it. a number one club hit, yes, but top 40 on the Billboard charts. All right, so... I'm very adamant about making everything really clear. <laughs> Certainly on the Internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, as I mentioned, people may not think that uh, some people out there have soap opera connections. But, of course, you're here to discuss that you do have a soap opera connection. And it's as a, with an appearance on As the World Turns. Yes, indeed. So when did this all take place? Let's, let's go back. This is one of your first pro-acting gigs. Oh, this was, gosh, I was, whew, this was such a long time ago. I was still a teenager. I think I was still in high school. And uh, I got a call from my agent, and they needed some, you know, high school students 
you know, under fives, we may or may not have been given any lines to do, but we definitely had to be there the whole day, and we had to be kind of, you know, ubiquitous in all the scenes that were going on. And I remember there was a, I don't remember the, the names of the characters, but it was one girl who's still a big soap star, and I, of course, uh, while I'm on the air, I'm blanking on who this actress is. <laughs> but she was in a really, really huge fight with her boyfriend, so there was a lot of reaction shots. There were a lot of, you know, oh, stop at the locker and pretend you're not listening, but you're really listening because you want to see what's happening. So we were there for the majority of an entire day. They were really, really nice to us. I had a really great time, and it was my first experience at a young age seeing how, you know, camera angles, hitting marks, things of that nature. It was a really fantastic learning experience. Unfortunately, I never went, you know, I've, I've not been on a soap since, but my career path took a different turn. But that day was just a really wonderful experience for me, and I've always reflected on it really fondly. So we had a great time. (laughs) I think a lot of people have a tendency to think that soaps are just uh, show up, you know, say a line and leave. But a lot of people don't realize that there is really a lot of work involved, even if you're someone who's not the star of the show, if you're an under five. Oh, it's, it's a lot of work. It's so specific, and, you know, you have to do the the close-up and then you have to do the reaction and then you have it you know from the point of view of the 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 man that was in the scene and then the point of view of the girl that was in the scene and then you have her reaction to what he's saying and then his reaction to what she's saying i mean (laughs) i was so grateful i learned this all at a young age because you know then when i started doing episodic work i i I wasn't a deer caught in the headlights you know and that all came from just that one day all those years ago on the set did you get a chance to master the infamous soap stare uh, well, I did watch it. I watched the soap stare into the musical outro. So, yes, I know exactly what that's about. <laughs> Whole belonging days. I know exactly what's, what's, you know, a part of that makeup. Now, I think in terms of entertainment, outside of uh, a soap where every day is essentially a new play, right. you know, the next hardest working group of people have to be folks in Broadway, just in terms of the volume of, of shows that are put out every week. Yeah. It is, you know, I, Broadway folks often compare their, you know, work lifestyle to soap folk because, you know, you have to just do it again and again and again with the same level of energy. The, you know, soaps are basically musicals without bursting into song, pretty much. And, you know, the thing about soaps, they do have the luxury of being able to do a different storyline. I mean, yes, the storylines are the same, and sometimes the Mm -hmm. the arcs last for years upon one specific storyline. But every day it's a different day. It's real time, you know? Right. Uh, The thing about Broadway is that you have to conjure up that excitement and that emotion doing the exact same two and a half hours or however long the show is every day as if it's the first time that you've done it. I mean, that's really the trick to keeping things fresh on Broadway is that the audience can't know that you've done this, you know, 20 or 2,000 times before, you know. So hmm. there's very, there are a lot of similarities between soaps and musical theater, and, you know, then there are, you know, the pros and cons on both sides. What sticks out to me first and foremost is that, you know, soaps, you do get to experience a different day every day. With right. different lines, different scenarios, different characters coming in and out, you know. Hmm. Well, what do you pull from then? Again, if you're singing the same song or if you're uh, saying the same lines day in, day out, a couple thousand times, uh, just having a, a live audience there, does that make it easier to be fresh? 
Well, that's what I always say because I get asked this question a lot because it is a really, really good question, and it's certainly, you know, the holy mystery of musical theater. How do you keep it fresh? (laughs) You have to remember that on any given day, but for a few people that, you know, like to come to see the same show a lot, you have to remember that the other umpteen hundred people in the audience are seeing this show for the very first time. So you have to perform this show as if, first of all, you don't know what's happening next. That's, you know the oldest acting lesson in the world is being in the moment-to-moment reality is that you, you're you not supposed to know what's happening next, so you certainly don't want the audience to know that this isn't the first time you've done this. It's all supposed to be the first time for everybody. So what always motivates me is that I know that all those people that have paid a lot of money to come and see this show don't know what's going on. This is the first time they've gazed their eyes upon this piece of you know uh, material this material this piece of art and you have to give it to them you owe it to them to make it as fresh and as new as possible so you know that's what that's what motivates me that's what gets me through all of the eight shows a week and all the you know years that i do broadway and however long the show runs whatever project i'm involved with that's what that's what motivates me and that's what motivates the people that i work with that i know well quickly before we move on to some of your other projects what do you think there's a lot of crossover between Broadway and the soaps. That come to mind are uh, uh, Kathy Breyer, who I know I think was in Hairspray, and, and Renee Goldsberry was in The Lion King. Sure, both, uh, you know, both there's, ladies there's I know very well who are really, really lovely ladies, and I work with them. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of benefits with uh, Kathy, and I just finished doing a reading with um, Renee just a, a month ago, and she and I have done a couple of readings together, and... The thing that's fascinating, especially with Kathy, when she was in Hairspray, she was doing Hairspray, she was going to the set of the soap every day, she was working on her book, and I just was like, I, I don't even know how you do it. I mean, it was she went nonstop from, from Tracy Turnblad to her role on the soap and all of that, all in one day, and she did it every day. And we were all just amazed and baffled as, how she, you know, as to how she kept that schedule up. But you know what? It, she loved it. So, you know, I, I learned a lot from watching her that, you know, obviously there are some people who are really good at multitasking, and she was able to leave the character she plays on One Life to Live there, and she was able to leave Tracy at Hairspray, and I thought that was a really interesting feat that she pulled off, you know? I mean, I don't know that many more people that were able to keep that kind of a schedule up, but I remember very clearly that when I was uh, doing the the Actors Fund hair benefit uh, a few years back, she was this was the schedule she was keeping, and it was crazy. Uh, the soap schedule alone, in and of itself, is crazy, and I think a Broadway schedule can, in and of itself, be I- incredibly crazy. So I-, I can't imagine doing the both. Now well, she we're did in. It. <laughs> I-, I know it's amazing. We're in. Uh, coming up here, we have about three minutes left in this segment. So let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I know that you put out a solo CD, and it's called "What Do You Want from Me." Yes, I did. Going back and revisiting sort of pop music was that something that came easy to you? Listen, if it were up to me, that's all I would do. Seriously, if it were up to me and I was living my perfect world and my perfect dream, I would only make records. Wow. All day, all night, it would be the only thing I would do, it would be the only thing I would focus on. And, you know, if it wasn't specifically, you know, writing songs for myself, I'd be in the studio producing for other artists, nurturing young talent, writing songs, you know, guiding careers. I mean, it's something that I think about often. I have... You know, I have the wherewithal as far as, you know, I have the company to do it, but it's, you know, you basically have to say, okay, I'm going to be a record executive and a manager and a recording artist, and that's what I'm going to do, kind of like what Queen Latifah does or what Jay-Z does. You know, they're, right. 
that's what they do. They're, they're music industry moguls. I have been fortunate enough that I've segued into so many other careers that it, it's just there isn't enough time in the day to do all the things I would do. But if left to my own truest dreams, I would only make CDs for the rest of time. Wow. <laughs> in one form or fashion or another, that's what I would do. Well, that's interesting, just uh, of having choices of, of acting, either being on stage or in movies or on television, that, that music is, is that important to so it many is, people. It's my greatest, my first passion. It's my biggest passion. It's what motivates me. It's what moves me the most out of anything. It's the art form that I most connect to in my life. So, you know, it means the world to me. You know, I'm, and I'm really good at picking number one songs. I, you know, I can hear a song, you know, a uh, hundred years before anybody else does and go, oh, that's going to be a number one song and it's going to sell umpteen million singles. And everyone's wow. like, please, who, who are you even talking about? And sure enough, I get calls going, wow, boy, did you call that? So at the very least, I could be a trend forecaster in the music business. Well, I want to thank you for dropping by and kicking off the first segment of The Soap Connection. For anybody well, who's interested in learning about your album, uh, What Do You Want From Me? They can go to iTunes or Amazon, or, of course, they can go to your website at orfeh.com. That's O-R-F-E-H dot com. Uh, we're going into our break here. I want to thank you again. Well, thanks and for having me on your first one. Uh, congratulations on the whole new segment. Thank you so much. We will be back with more on Soap Central Live after the break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. 
Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on leadership intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. As I promised you, we have a jam-packed episode this week. Now, earlier in the show, I was talking about the soap connection and how, you know, politicians, musicians, and athletes all have ties to soaps. Well, coming up in this segment, we have Reggie Jackson, who, of course, you know uh, from the world of baseball. Unfortunately, he's not on our show, but we have another Reggie Jackson who is equally as entertaining and certainly important to the SoapCentral.com website. He is the Two Scoops columnist for As the World Turns on SoapCentral.com. Please welcome to the show a first-time guest, Reggie Jackson. Hi, Dan. How are you? How, fine, thanks. How are you? I'm really good. I'm glad that you were able to, to drop by here. Now, as I mentioned, this is your first time on the show, so we, we do the swoop down. We're swooping in to get your soap story, to find out how long you've been watching the soaps, how you got started, all of that good stuff. So let's hear it. Oh, wow. Uh, long time. I think I, I, I think the first soap I started watching was As the World Turns, and I actually started watching it when I came home from lunch. Uh, uh, came home for lunch, and my mom was watching As the World Turns when it was a half hour. And uh, Lisa was the, you know, the highlight of the, at that time. And right. at that time, she was married to this guy, this evil doctor named Dr. Michael Shea. Ooh, it sounds evil. Yeah, and uh, he was, uh, actually, he was... Um, he would blackmail her into marrying her after Tom at the time had get, got caught stealing drugs from his uh, drug cabinet or something. Oh, god! Really weird, yeah. So and then he got murdered, and uh, Lisa uh, Tom was on trial for his murder, and it turned out it was an old girlfriend of his who did the murder. So it was really an interesting time. You know, from watching the soaps, I don't think there's really any other way to get married than to blackmail someone. Yes, right, right, it. for sure, for sure. I mean, that's, what, that's how most of the marriages happen, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> now, I know that, of course, we know that you watch As the World Turns since you write a two scoops column for it. Yes. Uh, do you watch any of the other soaps? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, uh, probably pre- pretty much on and off pretty much everything, but pretty much a CBS person. Okay. Uh, Young and the Restless is one of my absolute favorites. Bold and the Beautiful when I can, and I'm a real huge fan of One Like to Live right now. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, it seems to be the, the dark cloud hanging over, and I... I don't want to make too much of it, but within the next six months or so, As the World Turns is going to air its last episode. Yes. And, you know, we really 
don't want to talk about it too much because we want to enjoy the time that's left, but have you started thinking uh, about you know, that last episode that's coming. Yeah, I thought it would just, I, you know, I would hope it would end like it started. You know, like Nancy Nancy was the first voice of uh, As the World Turns when she said, good morning, dear, to Chris. Mm-hmm. So I would I would hope that she would be the last voice you hear, you know, for the last show. I mean, it could center around her like, you know, a major event like her birthday, a big birthday party or something for her, and it could end with her. And I thought that would be the best way to end it. But Maybe of course, you know, Jack and Carly have to get married too, so. Okay. Well, I mean, do you think that they'll do what they did with Guiding Light, where there'll be a, a big death, there'll be a marriage, there'll be a celebration, you know, wrap everything up in, in, in a cute bow? Yeah, I mean, you know, what they're doing right now, they're, they're, the show is going on right now like there is not an end to it, which is fantastic. So it's like kind of hard to think about how they would end it. Um, I would hope that they would do something maybe similar to Guiding Light, but uh, I was... Guiding Light was okay, the ending, but I just want something different for As the World Trans. I always thought As the World Trans was a different type of show. You know what I mean? I, I do. Do you think one of the things that I've heard from, from Guiding Light people, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, is that the ending was sort of too cutesy. It was too, uh, there was too much of an effort to make sure that everything was, was tied up, as opposed to some other soaps that have gone off the air when you know, there are still questions. Right, right. Oh, like you mean like Capital, where uh, she was in front of a firing squad? Exactly. You know, we're, <laughs> or even, you know, in primetime, a show like Lost, which is wrapping up, right. and we're told that the final episode will still have people wondering, you know, sort of what the hell is going on on this island. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, even like way? the the same thing. You know, you were just kind of surprised at how it ended, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying that they need to kill anybody by a firing squad on As the World Turns, right. but do you think that... Do you think it's better to maybe keep people guessing? Uh, I would, lo- I would, I mean, I would love for it to to end on a kind of an even, you know, kind of a okay ending, not something where you always wonder what happened to the people. You know, I would like them to tie up some loose ends. Of course, you know, I don't. I, at this point, I don't want Holden and Lily to end up together. You know, because Martha Burns not playing the role, but gotcha. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Uh, but I would love it to, you know, to do tops and loose ends. I would love Carly and Jack to get married towards the end. You know, and that might happen very well before that. The way things are going now, so. Well, it certainly looks like they're making efforts. They being the folks in charge at As the World Turns to sort of bring back people who are integral in the show's history. One of the biggest surprises to me, you know, just in terms of how many people still view soaps is that someone who's been nominated for an Academy Award three or four times, Julianne Moore, has said, you know what, I'm going back to As the World Turns to, to sort of say goodbye one last time. Was that a surprise to you, too? That was a, that was a huge surprise. But, you know, based on everything I've, heard, I've read about her and, her and her character, you know, her personal character, this sounds like this would be so her, though, to be able to do that, because she's never said anything bad about her time on soaps. You know, there are other people who bash their time on soaps. I'll never go back there. Right. She's never bashed her time on soaps. So, you know, it was a really good, you know, uh, starting point for her. And she is really, uh, you know, she's really uh, happy about that. So mm-hmm. I, I see her, her coming on the show as a great, it could be a great boost for the show. Well, here's the question, and, and certainly we'll never really find out the answer to this. Right. But do you think that this is something where she said, hey, I'll come back and you know, I'll work for scale, or I just want to come, be, you know, come back and be a part of it? Because you know, I don't exactly think that soaps can shell out the kind of money that uh, an actor would make, you know, certainly making millions of dollars per film. I think she, just, I really, I think she really just said, I'll come back for scale. 
you know, I really believe she just said, I want to come back, show my appreciation to where to what this show meant to me, and just said, you know, give me whatever, you know, everybody else gets kind of thing. You know, I don't think she asked for anything major, you know, or, or she wouldn't have done it. So, I think that's a good point. And, you know, the show has not confirmed this, but it, it seems pretty much – uh, a given fact that Jennifer Landon and Jesse Soffer are coming back as Gwen and Will. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, the show isn't confirming it. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, but everyone has reported, everyone has heard it. Right. Uh, so what, do you think that that's important to, certainly they were a big draw to younger viewers. Do you think that this is important to have these two come back before the end of the series? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I mean I've always liked Gwen and Will. I mean, towards the end, it got a little crazy. But um, you know they had some really wacky, some some wacky storylines at, <laughs> at, at, at some point. But uh, to have Will and uh, to Will and, and uh, what's her name, Gwen, come back now would be you know a, a great you know a great thing for the show at the end. And I love the idea of having people come back. I would love, and as I've gotten a lot of letters, you know, about Dr. John Dixon coming back. You know, Larry yeah, I, Brigman. That would be wonderful if he could come back. I think that for that, in, in terms of, of the bringing back John Dixon, I think so many people are still smarting that he just seemed to vanish. That yeah, they did, they've done that a lot. They've done, a, they've done that a lot. They did that with Dr. Ben, too, you know, Ben Harris. Yes. And then they had to explain it when he came back this last time when Jack was on his little journey. I remember that. So. Okay, so let's look at your list. Uh, who else from As the World Turns History you know, maybe two or three people uh, that you really want to see come back. I'm going to put one out there. It would be nice to see somehow for Martha Byrne to find a way to return. Yeah, that would be nice. Well, maybe she can come back as uh, as the, as uh, Rose. That would work. <laughs> hey, anything is possible. But yeah, that are, is possible. What are your? Cho- let's say two choices or so. Uh, let me see. I would love for uh, you know, like Betsy and Steve to come back. Uh, Meg Ryan, right? And uh, the guy who played her husband. Uh, that would be great if they could come back, you know, just for just for you know a minute. If this is a big, if they did the big thing for Nancy kind of thing, they could bring back anybody, you know. Absolutely. What I mean? So, of um, uh, my three choices, I love the you know the I love the Meg and Steve storyline, and then uh, Dr. John Dixon, of course, would be great. And then, you know, bring back, you know, bring back Ben Harris again. You know what I mean? You know, hmm. people like that. No, I think that's, that's it, it's just, it seems that a lot of the people that fans want to come back are big names. Yeah, uh, yeah. Certainly Meg Ryan is a big name, and I'm wondering, part of me wonders if some of these stars who are out of daytime actually know really what's going on in terms of, you know, do they know that As the World Trends is going off the air? Has anyone asked them to come back? Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, this was national news, you know. I mean, granted, it's daytime, but it still was national news, so I would imagine they have heard, you know. Uh, and it would be great if they would, could just consider coming back as a, you know, kind of a, you know, a tribute to their early career. Uh, again, we would think so, but, yeah, you, know, yeah, you, think so. Uh, you know, you really don't know. Now, we only have, we have about a minute left, so okay. we have to make this one quick. But one of the questions that I've been asking on the website is for fans to talk about the absolute craziest storyline in their soap's history. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about, you know, what As the World Turns just most bizarre storyline in history would be. It was the girl, and I, I can't think of her name right now, but it was the girl who came, who arrived into town in that orange crate thing, uh, um, and she ended up with Casey for just a few minutes. Uh, uh-huh. A short, it was a short storyline because she ended up not being a very good actress. And actually, I saw her on a nighttime show recently, and she was really quite good. 
see. But um, she was uh, on then, and she arrived in an orange crate. And I thought that was like the craziest thing ever. An orange crate, huh? Yes. Yes. I like, can't remember full what of oranges, was. the fruit. The fruit? Yes, fruit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she arrived in an orange crate. Uh, she had herself mailed to Oakdale for some reason. Maybe this show was brought to us by Sunkist on that particular yeah, was, day. <laughs> or yeah, Tropicana. and Hogan Sheffer was writing the show at the time, too, so... Well, we are, believe it or not, we are out of time for this segment. I want to thank you, Reggie, for coming by. This is your first time, but uh, is it safe to assume you're going to come back again in the future? I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Thank you. Thank you. And if you want to read some of Reggie's thoughts, you can go to SoapCentral.com and click on the commentary section to read some of his Two Scoops columns going back five or six years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, It's amazing. We'll be back in the next segment with some Days of Our Lives discussion. So stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live after the break. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Haiti has been hit hard by a deadly earthquake. Destruction is everywhere. Tens of thousands are feared dead and hundreds of thousands are homeless without food, water, and basic necessities. Save the Children is on the scene, but your support is urgently needed to help us save lives. Please give as much as you can now. Call 1-800-SAVE-THE-CHILDREN or go online at savethechildren.org. You can even donate $10 right now by texting the word SAVE from your cell phone to 20222. Please give now. Once upon a time, there lived three energy hogs. Now, an energy hog is what you have when humans waste energy. One day, the three energy hogs set out to find themselves a cottage. Let's look for leaky windows, said the first energy hog, for he knew that would waste energy. Let's look for leaky doors, said the second. Let's look for a swing set, said the third, for he had more blubber than brains. So they set off down the road. Presently, they came upon a tiny cottage where dwelled a clever girl named Dreadylocks. I hope it has leaky windows, cried the first energy hog. I hope it has leaky doors, cried the second. I hope it has a bathroom, cried the third, for only his brains were smaller than his bladder. But Dreadylocks liked playing cool games at energyhog.org. And from energyhog.org, she learned how to use energy wisely. So the three energy hogs were forced to look elsewhere to waste energy and had to use the disgusting restroom at the gas station down the road. And the moral of the story is, to use energy wisely, log on to energyhog.org or waste not, hog not. This public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and thank you for joining me today. Here in the first half of the second half of this show. We'll try that again, but you know what I'm saying, everybody out there who's listening. We have two of our Two Scoops columnists from SoapCentral.com. They focus on days of our lives. One you've heard in the past on the show. The other is a first-time guest. Please welcome to the show, Tony and Larissa. Hello, everybody. Hi. How are you two doing today? We're doing great. Good. Well, Tony, we've already gotten your soap story. So you can sit to, sit to the side for a minute while we swoop in here on Larissa and find out her soap story. How long have you been watching the soaps? How did you get started? And uh, did you ever think that you'd be writing a two-scoops column? I got started watching soaps probably the same way everybody else does, and it's because my grandma had it on when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And then my best friend's mom watched it when I was over at her house after school playing when I was a little kid. And then about the time I got into high school... I would start to watch it on my own, and as soaps do, I'm sure everybody else can relate to this, it's amazing how much you, you remember, even though you never actively paid attention to it. All of a sudden, you remember <laughs> yeah. who Stefano is, and you know that when Celeste comes on, she can see the future. So I was that kid and uh, started watching it, and then in high school did the thing where it was awesome when you could stay home sick because you could watch the soap and then tell all your <laughs> friends at school what was happening the next day. So that's how I started. I started uh, started that way. So I guess it was kind of soap osmosis for me. But it, it worked the, out because I'm a two scoops columnist now. I think that the statute of limitations has worn off by now. But let's put you to the test. Have you ever? Did you ever uh, call in sick to school so that you could watch Days of Our Lives? I did not because my dad was a high school teacher at my oh. high school. Busted, but oh, I, was I the totally, same thing. totally would schedule like dentist appointments, you know, <laughs> so that so that I would be, you know, I would have time because where I'm from in Illinois, days wasn't on until about two or three in the afternoon. Okay, so if if my folks would pick me up for a dentist appointment, say at one, I'm not going back to school for a half an hour. So about sophomore year, I figured out this trick, and, and I had it had it made then. So I had my ways. Good, 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 good. Sneaky. Um, okay, so. Let's just get, there's a lot of good news. It's certainly at a time when people are fearing the future of their favorite soaps. Of course, in the last segment, we talked about As the World Turns and how it'll be, unfortunately, going off the air in September. Uh, many people thought that Days of Our Lives would suffer the, faint, the same fate, especially when an NBC executive said, hey, it won't be on the air past 2009. Well, here we are in 2010, and we just found out that Days of Our Lives has been renewed through at least September of 2009. Eleven. Yay! Were you surprised? Either of you. You can, Tony, we, we're, we're welcoming you back into the conversation. You can swoop in at any time. I was leaning back with a book already, so okay. Um, <laughs> feel this one? 
Either one of you. Um, for me, I wasn't surprised. Um, my reason begins and ends with John Aniston and Suzanne Rogers. I think that as soon as the show um, utilized them better than they have in years, um, Days of Our Lives became different from just a soap opera where if you, you know, you felt like if you, if you tuned in, you wouldn't know what's going on to. It's actually a very, and I say this, you can watch it in small snippets, it's an entertaining show. Right. For people who are just cruising through the channels, are, are literally entertained by how comical Victor's written and how, how, <laughs> how great Suzanne Rogers' character is. So that's, that's my take on it. Tony? No I, no, I agree. Like, honestly, like, I'll be sitting there watching it and just, like, start laughing out loud at, like, something Victor said and then have to rewind and, like, you know, okay, take a note of what I missed while I was laughing. It's just, it's, it's great. It's, it's funny. You know, you have your drama. It's kind of, kind of, you know, like a summer blockbuster. There's enough in it that appeases everybody. It is. It's much more balanced than I think it has been in a long time as far as drama and humor and, and history and all sorts of stuff. So they're doing, they're doing good work there over at Days. I think that that's the most important thing that I hear from people is either the soaps are too doom and gloom or they don't respect the history of the show. Mm-hmm. So what about what the show is doing currently? It'll be entering its 45th year soon. What about the history, or what history is there that it makes it so important that we really go back and, and talk about it? Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, I just think that it's, it's the fact that, like, I think they're staggering characters really well right now. Okay. Like, you kind of have, like, you know, kind of key delegates from each core family, but they're not forgetting the other members of the family. Like, it's kind of annoying when so-and-so is always in the other room, but at least they're remembering Exactly. Them. And it's not like insulting the fans and being like, oh, you know, like Sammy never had a sister Carrie. It's like, okay, Carrie's in Europe. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And even the current storyline that's going on where they've made Melanie, um, uh, Carly and Daniel's daughter, right. they remembered that a year ago, hey, they told us Melanie was Max's long-lost sister. So they brought Darren Brooks back, which is fabulous for a number of reasons. But <laughs> the main storyline-related one is that it helped tie up that loose end that okay, here's, here's what happened with the storyline, and we're not going to forget we did this, and we're sc- still going to pay tribute to that relationship between Max and Melanie that a lot of, a lot of fans liked. I think also you know, what was really good about that, uh, certainly with the return of Crystal Chappelle, but you have a character who is known to viewers, and then you have uh, Daniel, who, it seems weird to say that name, uh, <laughs> is a, a newer character, I mean, been around for a couple, but newer and now you have a link. You've linked the past to the present. You know, you have an explanation for why characters are certainly there other than to, uh, you know, be fun to look at or, you know, to be evil, whatever the case is. Um, you know, is that something that you think Days of Our Lives does well? Is it something that they, maybe they've just come into in the past couple of years? I'll be honest. I don't think they always did it well at all. Um, I think, and, and Tony can speak more about this because he's, he's made the point to me, and I think it's a great point, is the fact that Marlena was one of the first characters that came to Salem, no ties whatsoever, and managed to, to stick around and, and be, be a core character. And, really? Um, yeah, and currently right now, um, Melanie and Nicole are doing that. They're doing that with Daniel. So, I mean, I think it's been a while um, since they've done that. Tony, what do you think? No, I agree. Um, I also think that, um, and you made a great point, um, is that, like, the character of Chloe right now, it's kind of they're doing the opposite with her because they are forgetting her roots in Salem. 
It's hmm. kind of each week they seem to be reinventing her, and it's not actually like probably working out the best as it could be for the character. No, it's not working out at all. <laughs> She's sort of a mess, but I, I'm still baffled. I'm just baffled by the fact that Marlena came on as a no tie. And, you know, honestly, for most people who maybe don't watch Days of Our Lives, the character that they first think of is Marlena. Yes, she was a um, psychiatrist uh, treating Mickey Horton when he was in a a sanitarium, of course. That's fascinating. That was it. We have uh, we have actually have a caller. We only have a couple of minutes, so we're going to have to take the the call and make it quick. But we have Dakota from SoapCentral.com with a question for Tony. Dakota, are you there? Is this Dan? It is. Hey, Dan, how are you? I'm good, Dakota. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm good. Um, I I know I've missed a, quite a few of them. You have. Um, I. I actually I, I can't I can't even listen to the to this to the radio. Um, this is my first time on, and I actually missed h- half of it. Okay, good. But um, I actually just wanted to say hi to you. Okay, I thank you. You won't let me go through unless I said I had a question. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We certainly appreciate. Uh... And um, I'm next week. I haven't been watching the shows because I'm getting my house done, but hopefully, I'll be able to uh, spar with you next week. Good. Well, thank you so much, Dakota. We're coming up here on a break, so I'm going to let you go back to the queue. All right. Have a good night, Dan. Thank you. Uh- well, I thought we had a fan club for you guys. Sorry, apparently it was self-serving for me. Fun trick, Dan. <laughs> but we have, we have about a minute and a half or so. One of the questions that you may have heard I'm asking is for the craziest storyline in soap opera history. Now, Days of Our Lives seems to have uh, at least a couple. So quickly, can both of you give me your picks for the craziest storyline in Days of Our Lives history? My pick is the virtual Garden of Eden storyline where Austin and Greta had to go anything with the word virtual in it. I mean, I've spent money in therapy trying to forget that storyline. And (laughs) they're they're in, there's special effects, and they're trying to resolve her history and uh, uh, I don't, I, I mean, I can't even, words cannot describe how crazy that storyline was. All right. Yeah, I just, I just had a bad flashback of that storyline as well. <laughs> Uh-oh. <Right. laughs> um, you know what mine was, was uh, the whole stand thing. I'm, they just had, like, cra- oh, more crazier stuff. For folks who don't, aren't familiar with Days of Our Lives, let's fill that in a little bit for us. Um, basically, uh, Sammy was, well, in real life, Allison Sweeney was going on her first maternity leave. Right. So she, I mean, but she's such a key character at that point that they couldn't have her off the air. So they hired an actor to play this character, Stan, who was actually Sammy dressed up as a man. Yeah. Wow. It's sort of like Mrs. Doubtfire, but not funny. No. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit? No, the actor was great. He did a great job. But yeah, that was weird. Tony, that's a good that's a good one. I'm glad you thought of that one. Thanks. I think everybody was like, Why isn't he Eric Brady? Like why didn't they recast the part? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, certainly there there seem to be a lot of other storylines and uh so that we don't miss them as we're going into the break here. Some folks have also suggested the devil possession. Mm-hmm. I think that's a classic day's milestone. Uh, and it was so weird and the fact that it worked um, and it brought a lot of viewers to the show. Oh, it kind did? Of, kind of is what the main pillar of that is. So I think that's kind of neat. 
Well, I'm yeah. going to thank, believe it or not, the segment is over. Uh, I'm not sure where the time went, but I want to thank both Tony and Larissa for dropping by. Uh, if, for those of you who want to see more or read more of what they have to say, Again, head over to SoapCentral.com, click on Commentary, and you can check out five or six years' worth of past Two Scoops columns. In the next segment, we're going to have on Tammy Lou from our General Hospital section, so stay tuned for that as Soap Central continues, Soap Central Live continues after the break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. 
Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and as promised, it has been an hour filled with soap dish and opinions. We're going to keep it going here. We're welcoming back to the show a previous guest. You know her from the Two Scoops column for General Hospital on SoapCentral.com, and she's also been known to pop in every now and again for the bold and the beautiful. Please welcome again to the show, Tammy Lou. Hi, Dan. Hi, how are you? Wonderful, thank you. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. You know, it's been a, an interesting show. It's been a lot of information, and we've you know, tried to get as much coverage of, of different soaps so people know that they can tune in and, and listen to celebrities, and they can listen to everything about all of their favorite soaps. Right. Well, let's get to the, the, the bizarre news of the week, at least by many people's uh, count. General Hospital announced that it was recasting the role of Michael Corinthos. That, of course, is the son of Sonny and Carly. Yes. Out is Drew Garrett, and in is someone by the name of Chad Duell, uh, known for the Wizards of Waverly Place or, or uh, like a Disney show. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, initially, reading the story, seeing the headline, what was your first thought? At first I thought it was wrong. <laughs> I thought it, didn't, it couldn't possibly be right because he's been so popular and he's done such a great job with the storyline, I couldn't believe they were going to replace him. Now, you said initially. Uh, has your opinion changed? Oh, no, my opinion hasn't changed, but I, I just thought it couldn't possibly be true, and I kept, you know, I went to our site, of course, and looked to see if it was actual news or just gossip that was going around on the Internet, and it turned out to be true, and then I was devastated. It's and it's interesting because sometimes when you get these kind of news, uh, I get mixed reviews in my email, but it's been pretty much across the board. Everybody that's written to me, <laughs> what are they thinking? <laughs> Why are they replacing him? No one can understand it. So. I have to weigh in, too. Now, uh, when I was out in Los Angeles in uh, the end of August, uh, yeah, August and the beginning of September for the daytime Emmys, I was given the opportunity to drop by the General Hospital set. And, you know, I got to see Drew Garrett working. It was right about the time when uh, Michael went to the, the uh, prep school for the first time. So I was watching those scenes, and you know, he asked a lot of questions. He sort of wanted to get motivation for scenes, taking it really, really seriously, not to the point of being you know, a cuckoo, right. but saying, you know, hey, listen, should I do it this way? What do you think? And, and getting direction. So certainly, he looked like he was very much into what he was doing. So it's not a situation, at least in my head, of someone who was let go for performance issues. So I'm wondering if you know, soaps have been known to get rid of a performer or recast a role when they want to take the character in a wildly different direction. Well, they did that when they had Dylan Cash. Of course, he was the little Absolutely. kid that had been on the show for so, I think he was on for six or seven years. That sounds about right. And when they changed him, everyone was shocked. But obviously now when we see the storyline... You know, it was something that was for a more mature actor, so we can understand why that change was made. But in this situation, the kids, are, they kind of look alike. They're about the same age. And I can't imagine what one of those guys could do that the other couldn't. So I'm still a little thrown off base. My only thought maybe was that, you know, Drew Garrett got a pilot or something, and he was, you know, going, you know, they were being asked to like his contract or something. But, of course, we don't know. We're just speculating. We haven't been given the, the dirt. Well, certainly he, he, being Drew Garrett, started in April, and he'll be making his last appearance in April. So you would think that, you know, one year of the contract is up, and I think it's, it's not the best idea for people to assume that he was fired. That certainly right. isn't, uh, you know, until it's said otherwise. You're absolutely right. When you have someone who potentially could go on to other projects, it may just be that that person left 
for a better opportunity reasons. or, you know, another opportunity. Yeah, so I mean, we hate be... to see him go. He's, he's done a great job, and particularly in the middle of the big storyline because we're still right in the midst of it, of Sonny's murder trial and Michael being the person responsible. So it's going to be a tricky transition for them. Exactly. Now, as amazing as it may be, we have about three minutes to cover <gasps> something that's very serious. Uh, and you wrote about it in the most recent Two Scoops column. It's on the site now. It is an abuse storyline, and it's not your typical storyline. This involves the younger set being Christina. Right. So in the two and a half to three minutes that we have, can you talk briefly about your thoughts on this storyline? Well, I'll tell you, it's been very hard to watch because they were very graphic in the brutality. I mean, when you saw that poor little girl, you know, clawing her way across the floor and getting thrown around the room, it was hard to watch. And when I did research on it after the show, because they gave a website like a public service announcement, of course. and I went and looked at the statistics, I was stunned to find out that this is true, this is happening, that uh, it was a horrible number, like 70% of teenage girls say that they've been either slapped, hit, kicked, bitten something by their boyfriends. So, I mean, I, I think it's wonderful that General Hospital's covering it. They're doing it around spring break when there's a lot of teens that are off watching the shows right now, so it's probably hitting home to some kids. But it's, it's, it's hard to watch. But I have to say, Lexi Ainsworth is doing a phenomenal job with it. And again, you know, the other aspect that I've seen some people have some concerns with, uh, and, and it's unfortunate that we only have a, a little bit of time, but the lie about... Oh. Christina saying that someone else was responsible for her abuse. Yes, that's that's a tough one too. And you know, I've been torn between being angry with her and feeling sorry for her because, again, that's something uh, they say that a lot of abuse victims are too afraid to name the actual person that did it because they're afraid that person's going to come back and retaliate. So they just you know pick a name at random. And of course, Ethan was the one that was there. He had hurt her feelings earlier in the night. I mean, I'm I'm believing with all of my heart that the truth is going to come out eventually, and uh, but but it is hard to watch her continue to lie. As Does it make the storyline any less powerful by having a lie? Um, I would have much rather seen just someone punch the crap out of Kiefer, but <laughs> 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 but I think because we find out that that is the way some abuse victims react, it's made it more realistic towards what what may actually happen in that sort of a circumstance. Hmm. 30 seconds. I need for you to tell me the craziest storyline in General Hospital history. Casey the space the alien aliens. from the planet uh, Lumina. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who then, who then flew off to Lumina in a spaceship and returned the following Monday as <laughs> Shep Casey, ace news reporter. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Aliens will always do it. But it's time for me to hop into my spaceship and venture <laughs> off. So I want to thank you for dropping by. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Dan. Thank you. And, of course, I want to say a special thank you to all of my guests this week, Tammy Lou, Reggie Jackson, and Tony and Larissa. All of them are from the Two Scoops columns on SoapCentral.com. Head over to the website, click on the commentary tab at the top of any page, and you'll be able to read some of their past columns. Of course, a special thanks to Orfe as well for dropping by to share her soap connection with us. Tune in next week when my special guest will be my evil twin, Stan, or an alien. Same soap <laughs> time, same soap channel, and I hope that you'll join me. Until then, I'm Dan Kroll, signing off for another edition of Soap Central Live.
Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.